0: In my early schools, I, mean, I to go to a private school was unheard of in our family. But I did sit all the entrance exams and I did well enough to get into a private school. And I struggled in mainstream school because when I actually went to school, my first school, I was the only brown child in the in the class. And I was the only child wearing those black NHS glasses that you could get on, you know, free And I just, I got used to sticking out and always being different. And I got used to being teased. Um, I got used to the, you know, children being, you know, curious. I always felt like an adult amongst children. I always felt like, I know what's going on really, but you guys don't. I'm, I'm the wise one here. I know that I'm this, you can't, you know, I can't change the way I am. And then the other thing that was really interesting, I had my first girlfriend at five. Her name was Stephanie. Right, sorry to interrupt. Your first girlfriend yeah. was a five years yes, old called right. Stephanie. And Stephanie may be watching today. That's right, she may be. And um, I had my first proper kiss at five. And it was funny, we, she used to always wait for me to play. She'd say, I'm going to wait for you, Mark. You know, I'm your best friend. I'm going to wait. She was a fantastic friend. It's like set the value system for friendship and what loyalty was and companionship very early on. Because remember, I was very lonely. And loneliness features heavily in my story because when you are a person who's very driven and very determined and you're leading, you end up being very lonely. And when you do make a friend, you always hang on to them for dear life because you understand what friendship is, you understand what companionship is because you spend so much time alone building a business, being an entrepreneur, driving your Lambo, whatever. it's It's the same process. You get lonely. And I remember Stephanie used to wait and she used to always play. And then one day, it was quite funny, She, I was on the swings, and as you are, and she ran up to the swings and I was sitting there on the swings and I gripped onto the chains for dear life and she hopped onto my lap and she kissed me on the lips. And I just remember just crying my eyes out going, oh, you kissed me, oh, it's horrible, I don't like that. And I remember, wow. and I remember like, it, it was quite interesting how... That level of determination, and also the ability to understand loneliness very early on from a very early age, how that was important to crafting my own vision, but also the power of friendship as well and companionship. Those 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 qualities were very instilled in me very early early on, and still as an adult, I'm turning fifty this year. When I want to find my true self, I go back to those memories of why I like being friends with someone, why I have a vision, and those stories are important. The big step into business came when I graduated from medical school. My mother saw the way I was and saw that I had this kind of flamboyant streak. I liked, you know, supercars. I had all the car magazines, all the models. She said, you're not going to make enough money doing being just a doctor. You're going to have to be more than just a doctor. And I thought, well, it's been so hard to become a doctor. I can't be any more. I can't be more than one thing. She said, yes, you can. And so it was just, I was obedient. And she said, you're going to invest in property. And I said, "What's? how's that going to make me money? but then what happened was that was my first my first exposure to going out looking for property understanding property being mentored by my my mother my father really wasn't into property he was into very good making you know i'd learnt how to how to save my father was sure. brilliant at saving and he was fantastic at saving i mean his advice when i got a mobile phone was son you know if you want to save money on your mobile phone don't make any calls. And I was like, well, thanks a lot, Dad. That's not going to get me very far because I've got to make calls, you know, I've got to do something. (laughs) But that's that's very much the elder's mentality, isn't it? But what my father represents and what he knows this now is a generation where that worked, that worked, that way of saving and mortgages were done on a handshake. Interest rates were, you know, what they were, you know, it's a different philosophy. But I learnt. Those monetary skills and consistency. My dad used to wake up at five, go to work, come back at seven in the evening. Consistency in business was good. Leaving the garage doors open, inviting customers in. He was very good. He's a brilliant businessman in that sense. Sure, But with the property, that's when I really took off. And that's twenty at the age of 23, I was working as a house officer. And I'd started without realising it's called property investment and that I was running... HMOs houses of multiple occupation. I was doing that at twenty three, wow. and and when did you start making money? The first month the rent came in. Wow, that's when I realised that I was going to be I was going to be better off than all my colleagues who hadn't done property investment. And this is the key point: I became a better doctor because of property investment because I didn't have any limit to my education. The creative part is that you cannot keep investing in property in the traditional way, and this is what all serious property investors learn. And the creative financial mindset is that with finance, it's a word that sometimes it can make, it can trigger people. It can make people very suspicious. But the word finance, just like in medicine, we're answerable to the general medical council. We're accountable through our patients to the general medical council. And in finance, you'll ask any financial advisor, any mortgage broker. Any um, hedge fund manager, they're, they're accountable to the Financial Conduct Authority, to their, their customers. These are all very clear legal ways of actually doing property transactions, but ensuring that you are continuing to invest and not actually having to continue. You can't save your money and keep investing. So it's a way of growing your wealth but also using creative finance techniques. And there are many techniques, and these are important because this is a niche field. It's not something that is openly talked about apart from maybe a handful of property investors, one of them being my mentor, Kevin MacDonald, who's probably the most popularised and well-known creative finance property investor with his own multi-million pound portfolio. Thank you for watching this video and please like share comment and push the notifications bell to receive the next and latest video from the mark sheldon lloyd show